Today on episode 84 of the Home of Play podcast, a couple of delays have been announced. Apple Music could be coming to PlayStation 5, and Disney teases us with a new Star Wars video game announcement coming in December. Kind of tells you how much news came out this week. All that and more. Lots of nothing. Let's get some intro. Boop, 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 bop, boop, boop, bop, bop, Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 84 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Sup? <laughs> the Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the Terran from StarCraft about the podcast and that they can find us in all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, and it's all because the lovely gaming homies helping spread the cause through their power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all that non-news we got yet again this week, uh, but don't worry, we'll make the best of it. On today's episode, we don't have any news articles, uh, not the standard way we do it, but this week, we just didn't have a lot to get into. I don't think we have anything that's really deserving of a full write-up, so we're going to kind of go through everything a little quicker and... Uh, a little looser, if you will. Take that other podcasters make it exactly. up news or it's not news. <laughs> Put an effort on things, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of just going to go through it uh, very fast and loose. Like I said, I guess that would have been a quicker way to get through it. But uh, I also do want to note before we start the show that this recording is happening on Thursday, not Friday. So if you miss anything, uh, typically we like to do Friday records because we got through everything. But I messed the schedule up. So we have to record Thursday, and this episode will come live to you on Monday as usual, but then the next Monday after that, I'll be gone. I'm kind of taking a small trip, so that previous or next Monday, I should say, that next Monday, you're going to have a smaller episode, and it's just going to be our top five 2021 games that we've played so far, and then our top played games in 2021 uh, playing fast and loose on that one as well, just because I feel like in 2021, we could barely make a top five list. It, it's let's face it. It's been slim pickings, slim pickings, Chris. Slim pickings. Uh, so hopefully that explains everything properly. Just don't expect episode 85 to be, you know, a full standard episode. I just want to pre-warn everyone. So there's no one with hurt feelings. And then episode 86 will be normal, uh, again. So yay. Okay, so now that we got all that out of the way, let us move on to the Zero Articles. And before that, as usual, let's move on to what we did this prior week in terms of gaming. Uh, Chris, I'm going to start for once because I did not <laughs> I did not play a lot. I found out, but it is fun. I will get an update. I found out after I complained about the Battlefield uh, 2042 beta that I think... It was a 50-50 problem. I think that beta was not great. And there's plenty of articles you can find online that kind of, I guess, back me up in that claim. But on top of that, I found out However, my modem was dying and yeah. my internet connection was not trustworthy whatsoever. So it's hard for me to say if that's, I think, half the cuts for that. But then there's a lot of times where it's the EA server stuff. So uh, I still can't, at least if you heard about me ranting about getting kicked out every game, I can't, you know 
claim to know if that's legit or not, or if that was my modem. Uh, so basically discredit everything I said. So yeah, just discredit everything I said. And uh, whole, I still think that game's going to come out bad. I still second the idea of not pre-ordering, but whatever. There's a lot of like people I've seen that like are big in Battlefield, and they're not mm. happy. So okay. that, that tells you. I guess what I'm trying to get to is like in the last 10 years, has there even been a Battlefield that released smoothly? So uh, only the ones that didn't have betas. <laughs> okay. And then anyway, my week was busy yet again. Didn't get to a lot of games, but the games I did play a little more of the beta for Battlefield. Uh, again, I think I was in- when it works, it's enjoyable. Uh, but again, not very a lot of time on that. And then I got bored of everything like I usually do. I need a new genre. So I went to a safe, comfy little place called Spider-Man Remaster on the PS5. Uh, so I, I started with Miles Morales, but like, I don't like his costumes. I didn't want to replay that story, but I'm like, you know what I haven't played in a while is I only ever beat the Spider-Man, uh, DLC once. So now I'm redoing that on the PS5's remastered so many more suits, so many more iconic suits. Uh, I do think Miles has the better combat and like, you know, the stealth options are a lot more. You can do like wall and roof take, like, you know, perch. Whatever, I can't remember what they call them, takedowns or something, but way more enjoyable that way. But I still, the classic one's amazing. The story's amazing. I love all the characters, Black Cat, all that stuff. So I did that basically this week, and uh, I'm still killing myself because I really want to play Near Replicant, but I can't allow myself to play until I beat a rise. Like, you know, he can't move on to another RPG and forget the last one. So anyway, Chris, that's it for my week. Please give me your week. Mm. Well... It's been a busy work week and other stuff. Uh, watched more movies, a couple TV shows. Um, Games-wise, um, I'll start with PC because there wasn't much other than the random stuff I usually play. Uh, played some more PUBG. Uh, that, the new season for that is in the process of starting. Um, I got a random loot crate drop that gave me a legendary gun skin, uh, which apparently you could level up, so... Uh, a couple friends or well one friend was a little jealous <laughs> but um, that's my luck everybody knows my RNG luck so um, that's pretty much it for PC console wise I've been bouncing back and forth between Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, and uh, the new Far Cry 6 um, Yakuza Like a Dragon still enjoying it still tons of dialogue and talking but <laughs> it, it's it's fine There's I'm getting more combat stuff I, I think I just finished chapter nine where it was pretty much walk to location A and then actually do a legit boss fight. There's kind of like sort of boss fights, but this one's like the first one that like took time to kill him, like maybe 10 minutes, uh, maybe a little less, but uh, it was I'd call him a legit boss anyway. Um, so I mean, I'm still enjoying that one. That's, that one's good. Uh, Far Cry 6, not too deep into that one uh, so far. Uh, I've done the first initial like starting island uh, and I'm having fun with it. That's the main thing I think you could take from the Far Cry. If you have fun with doing what you're doing in that, that's, that's priceless. Um, <laughs> I'm liking the gear system, which I mean, obviously, you know, most games in their gear systems, every, every game has that nowadays, but it's just nice... Uh, Something, I guess, new to the Far Cry series, as far as I can tell. And uh, just gives you that 
extra little bit, right? You can get like set items, which are kind of cool, like a whole set of gear. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I guess the only disadvantage is like, I mean, not disadvantage, but the only thing is, is like you just get random drops from crates, which you would normally open up in the other games, and those crates in the other games would just give you like currency or something. So, um, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, like I said, I got off the initial island. Um, I was trying to do a co-op match, but I couldn't find any players. So I don't know if I was maybe too soon and like the servers weren't working properly or maybe the initial island wasn't working properly because you do hit a certain point and it's like co-op is now enabled. So I was, I was trying to do that just to try and get the one trophy for co-op because I don't know if any of my buddies are going to actually get this game. Uh, just trying to randomly farm it, but no, I couldn't find any people, which is weird. So, <laughs> but, uh, Otherwise, that's pretty much been my gaming week for the most part. So, Well, Chris, well, let's move into more Battlefield stuff. Battlefield 2042 Hazard Zone is a squad-based extraction mode. That one comes from Destructoid. Hazard Zone is a squad-based multiplayer mode played on the regular Battlefield 2042 maps against both other human squads and NPC forces. Teams pick specialists and loadouts and then insert into the Battlefield to hunt for data drives. The goal of Hazard Zone is to get as many data drives as possible, then extract at one or two of the possible extraction times. If the team doesn't make it, they'll get swallowed up by the encroaching storm along with any data drives on them. Chris, there's a little trailer you can find online if you're interested, but basically it's a new mode. I'm always up for, you know, interesting new ways of, you know, playing a first person shooter online. Um, I did think I heard something on another site that made me believe that it's not respawn. I think you only get one life, kind of like the old SOCOM days that I long for. That's, that's what I was going to say. Is this the Battle Royale mode, essentially? For No, not Battle Royale. Because they are there is a Battle Royale mode, but this it's not Hazard Zone? It's not Hazard Zone. I don't know if they'll have a... Uh, you know, like, they had such a hard time with Battlefield Five. You know, their Battle... Our battle royale mode came out what a year or two later. I think it was a year yeah. later, and it did not do good. It I don't know. It got just destroyed by people online. Um, so this one, I honestly don't have to tell you. As far as I know, they haven't really talked about a uh, battle royale mode. But this is going to be a separate mode. They've been pretty adamant about that. Um, so yeah, you can look forward to yet another mode. And again, I really want this game to work. I pray that day one it works. I have very little faith in that, but this is a game that, you know, six months later when I hear they've actually fixed all the problems, then maybe I'll buy it. Yeah, I don't know for me. I think the only thing that, like, I, back when I was playing Battlefields, it definitely wasn't for the multiplayer experience because I wasn't playing multiplayer games at that time. So uh-huh. it was always for the story for me. And I thought the stories were pretty decent, but I don't know. This one would be, I'd be hard pressed to get this one, to be honest. I, I don't see a lot of my friends getting it because i think most of them are kind of call of duty guys um i think this would be a pass for me to be honest which is too bad because i think it has potential uh it looks good i I saw some clips of the storm stuff that looked pretty nutter but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah for me this, I, as far as I can tell, like they're they're saying this zo- isn't the battle royale mode, and that yeah. might, like you said, there might not be one. But it sounds like it could be close, just because you only have one life. So I'm assuming that you have one life, but you could still be picked up when you get like knocked or something. But yeah, 
it's definitely more of a pull for me, but like I said, I don't even know if I'd have enough people to form a squad with. It would be you. You'd have me. It'd be you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield's always been my thing. Battlefield 4, probably one of my most played online shooters. Again, I don't play a lot of them, so whatever, but I just, I've fallen so out of the Call of Duty loop where you're playing the same game, but I just find they get worse all the time. You know, Vanguard, I look at that, I'm like, I... There's so zero interest. I mean, and you know me. It's a lot of the World War stuff that I just don't yeah. care for anymore. Our generation, when we were in high school, this is all we got was World War II games. It's overdone. It's oversaturated. Stop it. But they can't come up with an original idea anymore. So, this, you know, they just keep going back. So I look at Vanguard. I'm like, no. I, I, and not to mention, like, we talked about their multiplayer structure as well. I, it's broken. I get it. Like, it's very arcadey. And I think they kind of narrowed in on that fact by allowing quick scoping by making it easier and easier to kill people to the point where i secretly this is my conspiracy theory but i think they made the online multiplayer easier just to make the kids get into it harder because you know when i was playing and you know you're playing against a 13 year old like you're lighting them up like it's it was a joke yeah you're right you're right and, and i just feel like those kids were getting mad and maybe they didn't want to come back so i feel like call of duty or activision whatever you want to blame just were like, well, instead of a bouncing Betty, and this one spoke to me very much. This is when I think I started to see uh, that descend. But basically, when the bouncing Betty used to be something you plant, and they programmed it that if you ran, it just became a frisbee of instant death. And I'm like, how is that not something you just added here to make it easier for people that maybe had less skill to survive? Did you ever play like hardcore mode in Call uh, of Duty's? I didn't mind hardcore mode except for like the removal, the removal of the maps, the HUD and all that. Yeah, because I found Which I, that is kind of OK, too. Like, it's fine. It definitely is more realistic fair. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find I like I really got into one, with one of my buddies. I really got into hardcore mode. I mean, you pretty much die instantly, like one bullet hit, which is fine, which is realistic, yes, essentially. It's exactly. And you kind of filter out all those people trying to use noob tube because the, they're if they try it, they're probably killing some of their allies and then they're going to auto get kicked from the game if they do it twice. So you kind of filter out that crap. So, but I also found that hardcore mode made the UAVs like way overpowered. Oh yeah. You and your whole team can just light up the other team. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm like, okay. And again, I think that brings me back to the multiplayer, uh, multiplayer problems where it's like, I kill streaks are stupid. I'm sorry. They're just dumb. Like just take them out. Again, it's why I like Battlefield a little bit more. I'm not saying it's like leaps and bounds ahead of Call of Duty by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I know I'm in the minority by even making such a claim. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just for my personal, uh, you know, when I get killed in Battlefield, I'm like, oh, I probably did something stupid. Maybe I'm out in the open, especially in, a, you know, in the beta there. I, you know, I'm in a map of potentially 120 people. So, yeah, I'm probably am on the open. But I feel like Battlefield did a better job of like, encouraging squad play you can spawn on your squad you can you know share vehicles with your squad like it, it definitely encouraged that play where call of duty let's face it everyone's like rambo and they're like i do better on my own and it's like oh, okay great like, i wonder if it would benefit from more of a like a one-time use kill streak where it's like you can set three different kill streak perks but you can only use them once per round or something that yeah. would probably maybe make it a little bit more balanced i think did the newer one do that i can't remember but because i just remember one map and like uh, i think it was black ops 2 as well that the way the map was structured that if i got a certain amount of kill kills and got my kill streaks i remember setting up a turret 
on each oh, end of this just, rack. Yeah, yeah and like it was ridiculous. I stopped playing the game. I basically hid in a corner and I think I racked up like 30 kills by not playing the game. Mm. Like, how is that? You know, like, really, that's a thing and people like that. I don't know. I just maybe it's something I just have against arcadey stuff. I don't know. Uh, it's not. And that's the thing. I'm not even trying to say this in like a shove down someone's throat that Call of Duty sucks and you're an idiot. That's not my intention whatsoever. It's just, you know, my personal preference, and I'm just trying to explain why that is. Anyway, I think we talked about that pretty good. Uh, let, pretty good. Uh, let's go to the next one. Solar Ash delayed to December, less than two weeks away from release date. That one comes from Game Informer, originally set to release on October 26th. Heart Machine and publisher Annapurna Interactive announced today that Solar Ash will now release on December 2nd. The studio says it needs more time to polish the game and squash some bugs. Solar Ash was announced during the PlayStation 5 event held in July last year and revealed and was revealed as a fast-paced 3D platformer with Shadow of the Colossus-inspired boss battles. It is the next game by Heart Machine following its critically acclaimed Hyper Light Drifter. Chris, are you upset? Do you care at all? I I honestly, I mean, nothing against the team or whatever. I'd never played Hyper Light Drifter. I saw this instantly. This did not speak to me. I don't think this is my type of game, uh, though... I hope, you know, it does well. I, I, you know, I never wish ill on any games. Uh, Except, for, you know, EA games. Yeah. <laughs> and they do it to themselves. Yes. Um, for me, I didn't play that Hyper Light Drifter either. Uh, I definitely squinted because I'm like, I don't even recall the name, to be honest. Uh, I remember seeing the stuff on Solar Ash. I'm like, it looks fine, but I think I'm with you on this one. It was not something I was excited for. It, like, the best I could say is it looks fine. There's potential. Uh, I know we had some rumors, I think, last month that it could have, this game could be an Insta PlayStation Plus game, um, maybe for December, because the release date's December 2nd. That could, is that a Tuesday? Eh, maybe. Um, that would be my probably only chance to play it if it was a PlayStation Plus. December 2nd would be a Thursday. It's a Thursday? Well, it could be that following Tuesday, but I wouldn't think they would charge people for five days and then make it free but they might announce we've that seen this before <laughs> we've seen it before yeah but for me this wasn't one that uh spiked my interest that much um this is definitely one that i'd probably only play if it was uh playstation plus so it is interesting that they would make the delay you know that close to release um but you know i maybe it's just because i'm not looking forward to it that much it allows me to be kinder and say well, it's better you release the polished version than, you know, you knowing that it's not ready. Right. That's for sure. I mean, we, that's one thing we've always stand by, behind, even if we didn't care for the game or not. Make the game polished. Make it work. Make it make it good. Like, mm-hmm. take the time if you need it, right? At this point, we've seen so many different companies not take the time. or And we've seen companies <laughs> take time take and it time. didn't help. <laughs> Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, take the time and and maybe use it well is, I guess, the better better thing to say. So, I agree with that. Polish it up. Sledgehammer's new office in the UK will support Vanguard Live Service and work on future projects. This one comes from GameSpot. Sledgehammer Games, the developer behind this November's Call of Duty Vanguard, is opening a new office. It's first in the UK after establishing offices in Melbourne, Australia, and Toronto, Canada. Sledgehammer is now opening an office in Guildford, United Kingdom. Sledgehammer's Guildford team will work alongside Sledgehammer's main HQ in the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as Melbourne and Toronto, 
to work on Vanguard's live service elements and future projects that are planned for the years ahead. So this means uh, we'll get another office slash, not I won't say company, but another office to work on those Call of Duty games. Basically. Maybe they are the ones who know how to compress those files. Yeah, I was going to, you know, I, I have a hard time remembering if Sledgehammer seems to be the um one of the developers well no like i i remember that much but like if they're the ones that seem to have the hardest time uh releasing it but i think i'm wrong i think it was black ops 4 that didn't have a single player story yeah and i can't remember who made that one i it's weird sometimes i remember all of them and then other times i don't yeah I, i think sledgehammer does you know okay um yeah it's hard to say you're right. There's not really much to talk about here. It basically, it's another building to help them get this stuff out slightly faster. Maybe it's to help polish some of the issues. Who knows? But uh, let's just say we all know they're not going to be working too hard. <laughs> every Call of Duty is the same. Maybe work on that mobile app. Make that one a little bit more... Uh, get some more think, income from but that they have They have another developer that does the mobile, so... I feel like this is just going to be helping them because let's face it, like you do hear rumors every year that they're having a harder hard time. You know, even this one, we didn't see it for the longest time. Like this is the least amount of time from reveal to release that we've ever seen in Call of Duty. Some rumors were saying they just wasn't ready. So maybe they kind of saw that and they were like, oh, crap, uh, you, you know, seeing the tea leaves or whatever. And then they're like, hey, we need to expand because we can't have this every year or every third year now i can't remember how often they switch i feel like they've changed that up too there's been a couple of times where it's not you know the tr- typical like one two three one two three right well it's like i I'm, I'm even more confused now why this is even harder for them because it's like now they're just leaning on the war zone mode so it's like they re-release war zone in every the last couple versions of the game or it feels like and yeah. they're just leaning on that one. It's like, hey, that's technically content. It's like, what? No, like you got your own companies working on that stupid mode by itself. And it's and- funny too because you say that because you're not wrong. But then they do dirty things like trying to still put uh, reasons to buy the new game. Like, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about it soon. But that uh, anti-cheat software, it's only going to show up first for the new game. And you have to wait for them to implement it into Warzone. Yeah. Like, that's what's killing the game right now is the cheaters, I think. I know the game's still doing well, but it would do... Oh, yeah. I'd probably play it a lot more if it wasn't for cheaters. Mind you, I'm the guy who's still playing PUBG. <laughs> that game has Honestly, so if cheaters. some miracle happened and all the cheaters were taken away, I would have a probably a much easier time embracing PC gaming as a whole. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just funny that cheaters have taken their own competition now. Or who can out-cheat the cheater? Yeah. And it's just, really? That's what the game is now? ridiculous you know what else is ridiculous ghost recon frontlines closed test has been postponed following fan backlash uh this one comes from vgc ubisoft has delayed the closed test for its recently announced battle royale game ghost recon frontlines seemingly without explanation in a message posted wednesday on twitter it said we have decided it's best to postpone the closed test 
for Tom Clancy's, because we put that name on everything, Ghost Recon Frontline. The development team is dedicated to creating the best experience possible. The delay follows fan backlash from an announcement of the game, which was revealed during a stream to commemorate 20 years of Ghost Recon franchise. Currently, the game's revealed trailer on YouTube has 4.8 thousand likes compared to 17,000 dislikes, with the comments being a mix of disappointment and confusion over the direction of the series. The top comment left by username Damon accuses <laughs> Damon Hatfield from IGN, <laughs> he's going to get fired, uh, accuses Ubisoft of ignoring its fan base with Frontline's new direction. This comment alone has almost as many likes as the trailer itself. When searching Ghost Recon Frontline on YouTube under the trailer are several videos criticizing the title with the title of YouTuber Big Fry TV's video asking, is this a joke? Chris, we already kind of talked about this last week. I yeah. think we kind of echo everything these users are saying on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I ask the same questions. Is this just another excuse? I honestly, Ubisoft's so desperate for a hit of a multiplayer online game that they are throwing anything and everything at the wall. Yeah. Hyperscape. And yeah, exactly. And then, oh, what was, oh yeah. And then that one failed. So then they're going to XD or, um, X Defiant, sorry. Yeah. And now that one already didn't have great reception. So it's almost like they're pre-planning for it to flop hard. Yeah. So like, oh, we already need a backup to that backup. It's just, it's kind of embarrassing. I understand wholeheartedly. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm indifferent with Ghost Recon. I remember the past games. I think I love Ghost Recon 2 when it was more single story focused. It was a lot. Oh my gosh. Was that like our PS2? That was on, yeah, Xbox original. And I yeah. just remember it looking great at the time. It was, was super fun. realistic. I, I remember the Xbox version especially looked and performed the best. You take three hits or you shoot someone three times, they're dead. It's kind of like we were talking about hardcore mode on Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to those days again, but it just doesn't seem like it's in the cards as long as Ubisoft's holding the deck anyway. Yeah, they're, for me, and I think for a lot of people, they're running the the ghost recon franchise into the ground it feels like because like i know there's many people who did not like the 2017 ghost recon wildlands i had I'll fun. raise my hand again yeah i had fun because i played with actual crew throughout most of it so that was like an actual yes. nice thing but i mean i can step back and take a look at the game and be like this is not a ghost recon game anymore because ghost recon is like super stealth lots of weapon customization you know, a, a good story, usually. I just, I remember being like one of the only people that felt at the time, I'm sure I wasn't the only, but at the time it felt like I was the only one criticizing Ghostland for how bad Wildlands, it was. Yeah. It, graphically, sorry, you're right. Um, Graphically, it was horrible. It, just even the, the animations, like you're jumping awkwardly, the driving was a joke. It just, it literally felt like someone copied the code from like SOCOM 2. And we're like, yeah. oh, this this holds up to like 15 years later. Yeah. No, it doesn't. What are you doing? Like, I just couldn't believe how bad it was. And then they tried that other Ghost Recon uh, with the Punisher actor. And then that one was almost trying to be more traditional, but it still somehow failed in every way. Breakpoint. Yes, thank the, you. That 2019 version. Yeah, that one got like severely bombed how bad it was. I well, mean, the multiplayer was garbage. Hell, yeah. It was super broken. And I don't even know if it ever came back. And then the the time boosters, they threw all that in there. So oh, tons yeah. of microtransactions and microtransactions for a game that just nobody U- liked. Ubisoft and microtransactions? Are you sure? Or quoi? 
But yeah, no, they've uh, I think lost their their footing on the the more recent gen versions. The last good Ghost Recon was probably three Xbox three sixty or uh, PS three. It's just it seems like the body's so badly beaten that no one can recognize what it used to be. Yeah, no, I for sure. I and cannot it's identify. It's disappointing because I think oh, it, it could absolutely. come back. I because I like I was saying I have fond memories of the original ones. Apple Music could be coming to PlayStation 5. This <laughs> goes for Push Square. <laughs> a recent Reddit post which shows Apple's music streaming app while setting up a new account on a PS5 console. It currently doesn't work when selected, telling the user it's only playable on PS4, which is odd because the PS4 doesn't have a dedicated Apple Music app either. While we've been unable to reproduce this ourselves, Eurogamer reporter Ishrak Subhan did in fact get the app to show up in the same place. PS5 supporting Apple Music isn't much of a stretch, and if the app is indeed popping up ahead of its, an official announcement, it suggests work on the back end is basically ready to roll. Apple has a presentation lined up on Monday, October 18th, so it's possible this partnership will be announced at that time. Chris, are you excited for Apple Music? Absolutely is- not. No, I'm cutting you off. No, <laughs> no. I don't use Apple products. I don't know. They just keep trying to give it away. I, I keep getting notifications from my service provider on my it's cell phone. And it's they're just trap. like, get six months free. And I'm like, well, I'm paying less for Spotify and I'm enjoying it way more. And it already is integrated with my PlayStation interface. So and every it's other just win-win. Yes. Why don't you, but Apple Music, I mean, you could play on your Apple products. Why don't you list off all your Apple products, Steve? <laughs> I have... An apple in my fridge. Boom! <laughs> Boom! And guess what? If I take a bite of it, it suddenly costs four times more. And you know more. what? You could take that apple, put it on your PS5, and then you got an apple on your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> if I leave it right where the uh, the exhaust fan is, maybe in about three hours I have apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already picked on it, uh, I'm not an apple supporter by any means. Uh, I could imagine... Tons of people, the majority are probably Apple users, to be honest. Um, Latest statistics suggest Android's the winner. But I think they have so much, you know, the, you know, LG makes and or works with Android, Pixel, Android, Samsung, Android, right? So it's hard for Apple to win in that sense. It's almost kind of cheating. It's not apples to apples. <laughs> I did it. Um, but basically, you're, you're, so I would say technically the numbers suggest majority of people here, not to mention we don't get a lot of downloads from Apple. I was just uh, going to say, it's like, maybe we have to cut this because this does go on an Apple service. It does, but screw those people because they don't listen from that service. It's, Predominantly Spotify or Google, actually a lot from Google. Uh, so you know all those Apple people, they're they're out there video editing. <laughs> they're I don't know, they're doing something, pretending it's better. The Apple Music could show up on the PlayStation Five. It's weird because it's I don't know why it wouldn't show up on the PlayStation Four, but I guess it's just where they're seeing the app leak. I guess potentially. Yeah, it's just so. it, yeah. I mean, I guess if I'm trying to be more serious yeah. or serious at all. Um, I, I, you know, more options, more accessibility. Great. Let's do it. If certain people do subscribe to that service and you're able to now put on PS5. Great. It's like me and you talking about how we're positive with discord going on PlayStation. Yeah. More stuff, more better. I think I say that all the time. 
I, enough said, really. So Final Fantasy fourteen, something a little more near and dear to my heart, is now the most profitable game in the entire series, surpassing 24 million players. This one comes from Push Square. This one also comes from my little boy heart. It's like, maybe we need to go back because uh, that new job class Reaper sounds real fun. The MMORPG has gone from strength to strength in recent years, bolstering, bolstered sorry, by superb expansions like Stormblood and Shadowbringers. And now, as we close in on the upcoming release of Endwalker, Square Enix has confirmed this Final Fantasy XIV is the most profitable Final Fantasy game ever. Not a huge surprise given that it's been supported for over 11 years. Holy crap, 11 years already, Chris. We are old. But still very impressive considering the company that it keeps. The title has now topped 24 million players, solidifying its status as one of the most successful MMOs of all time. For reference, 14 hit 4 million players in 2015. So that's an additional 20 million players in the space of six years. Square Enix has managed to grow the title's player base significantly with the launch of each each expansion, which is not how things usually pan out for most games. Again, there's just no stopping it. Uh, We talked about this, I think, a few months back, Chris, but this game just keeps picking up momentum for some reason. I'm not saying it's not justified. I do think it is probably one of the best MMOs I've played. I can't play it in a a hardcore capacity. Every time you, you get to the end game stuff where you need to, like, pick up your shit and get you know, get good, almost like Dark Souls. I just could never do it. I'm not comfortable enough with the keyboard and mouse to be able to do all the things you need to do in certain job job classes like tank or anything like that. But I still love this game. Uh, I had a great time with it. I know we got, well, I got Curtis addicted to it like it was crack cocaine. You got Uh, me on there too. Yeah, a little bit, but we're talking about a guy who beat like what, all three or I think it was three expansions in a month like it, it was crazy he beat the base which is already long enough and yeah. he got all the way through all of them like it was uh that boy yeah someone yeah. needed to stop him i did the base in a month that's pretty much what i did and mm-hmm. you know me i did all the side quests and stuff that you could do i mean yeah. hell i went to the gold saucer and you'd played the game for years and still had never been to the gold saucer so i mean it was, it was just goofy times yeah. there but I do think, like, even today, I was thinking about, like, do I want to go back to this? Like, you know, it would probably run really well on the PS5. And I have a keyboard now that I could easily set up through Bluetooth um, on the PS5. So I could just as easily play it on the PS5 comfortably, or at least more comfortably than the PC. So I I would like that. That game is one of the best ones to implement the controller. Um, I think, though, I'm going to wait for this next expansion just because, yeah, that Reaper class... Almost looks like my old favorite, which is Dark Knight on Final Fantasy XI, where they weren't tanks. It was just a damage dealer, and they used scythes. So, like, depending on the armor stuff, which is me just getting nerdy at this point, I could I could come back. I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Chris yeah. would still be doing side quests, so I don't think he's coming back. Uh, yeah. Uh, I could see myself going to that one, but for some reason, when it comes to subscription service games, I don't know. I'm just really cheap for some reason, so it's like, if I'm going to play a game like that, I'm dedicating that month specifically to playing it like pretty much the only thing. And right now, I just have too much of a backlog of other stuff that I, ca- I do want to play. So it's like for me to cut a section of time just for that game, because that's how I would do it personally. Um, I mean, hell, if I went to that one, I'd still probably... I'd probably get... I don't know. You know how long some of the expansions are. I could probably get through 
one of the expansions and like because there's a whole bunch of patch quests too right so i haven't yeah, even done those none of them are still as bad as the original content slash its patch quests that that was ridiculous um the original which i mean again it's good for your value of your dollar it's yeah. just when you're doing it only to try to get to the current stuff it, it is a little grindy yeah so I had a lot of fun playing that one. I don't even think we played that. No, we did a couple of dungeons together. I remember yep. we did do that. Um, and I actually liked that, the way the dungeons are laid out. Although it is a little intense because I was, I was in the healer role and it's like, so like just your team is like very counting on you to not screw up. And it's oh. like, I don't have the skills yet <laughs> to do this well. Like yeah. we, I, we did it, but it's like, and then there's people who know the dungeons in and out and it's like, it's like why don't you know how to do this and all that kind of stuff so for new players it can be a little rough doing some of that stuff but luckily it's like normally you wouldn't see other players doing that low level crap anyway so yeah but I had a good time with that one I could see myself going back to it at some point <clears throat> it had a free upgrade to the PlayStation 5 ah uh, yes yeah so I only had the base version so I'd have to buy the expansions or Mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll move on to Far Cry 6's autosave bug keeps killing players repeatedly. This one comes from VGC. A bug has wiped my entire campaign because every time I load... This isn't me talking. This is from VGC. <laughs> A bug has wiped my entire campaign because every time I load the one possible save, my character falls three feet to the ground and then dies. Laugh my ass off. Alice Caldwell Kelly, co-host of the Trash Future podcast, said on Twitter, videos on Reddit show a similar fate, one in which a player spawns a few feet off the ground only to land and then die instantly, laments the loss of 20 hours of gameplay down the drain. Another showing basically the same exact thing highlights the death loop. (laughs) When reached for comment, a representative from Ubisoft told Kotaku, the dev team is looking into the issue for a permanent fix. In the meantime, players can have someone join them in co-op. I guess, so yeah. I guess there's you could have fix. Yeah, you'd have to find somebody that would join you and they could pick you up instantly, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's a great workaround right there. <laughs> if it was you, though, what a shitty thing to happen. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, although, like, I, I manually saved, too, so. Okay, so I have to, I didn't put that in there because this article was way too long. This game took away manual save. So that was the big problem where a lot of people like that weren't thinking about the co-op aspect. They just couldn't go to a save that this wasn't a problem. Yeah, I, I can say like, I, I, I played the game and I put the PlayStation in rest mode. So I haven't had a chance, a time to put it, do, to do a manual save. So that oh, yeah, make it was sense. literally, it was literally their, again, this is Ubisoft to a T their grand idea to be like, oh, well, if we take away manual save, then you have to live with the consequences of your actions. Isn't that cool, guys? It's like, well, yeah, it'd be great if you guys could program a game correctly. Or have actual choices in the game that matter in regards to (laughs) auto-saving. Even then, let the player make that decision. I never understand the exclusionary thought process that some of these developers have. Like, I had the same problem with Returnal, where people like yourself, which I totally understand, you wanted a save feature because you didn't know about consistent power issues. You didn't want to have to do one run while just sitting there. It totally makes sense to have a save feature. But then you get this weird thing from the developers where they're like, well, 
1% of the people might cheat and use that to get a trophy. Who gives a shit? If it's 1%, let them ruin the experience for themselves. And if that makes them happier, then you just have two separate happy people. Same thing with Ubisoft and the save feature. Let someone make that decision. If they want to suffer consequences, the consequences of a certain action, let them make that decision. Don't just shove it down their throat. And then for the other people like myself, they may want to see two versions of the same like decision-making quest or whatever the hell it is. Let that happen as well. Like what, what is the process or the, the mind share of like why you would try to like limit people's happiness? I don't understand. It's just stupid. Uh, it's blatantly stupid. I'm sorry. I'm not not going to sugarcoat that one. Hall of Duty Warzone's new anti-cheat tech has been revealed. This one comes from VGC. Uh, this one comes from a post from the official Call of Duty site. The Ricochet Anti-Cheat Initiative is a multifaceted approach to combat cheating, featuring new server-side tools which monitor analytics to identify cheating enhanced investigation processes to stamp out cheaters, updates to strengthen account security, and more. The Ricochet's anti-cheats backend anti-cheat security features, that's a mouthful, will launch alongside Call of Duty Vanguard and later this year with the Pacific update coming to Call of Duty Warzone. It went on to announce a PC-specific driver targeting cheaters, something that has been a problem on the platform and for console players via crossplay for some time. Um, this is a good news, uh, cause I know call is call of duty Warzone is littered with cheaters. Um, it, it feels like there has been no progress on that front. Mind you, it's just as bad with all the broken features of Warzone every time they patch the damn thing. So I don't know. Good news. Hopefully this will, uh, work. I prefer if this gave their the cheaters addresses to the police. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is the number one question, the question that needs to be answered here today, Chris. Will this increase our download sizes? <laughs> Does this add another 40 gigs? You wouldn't think so because they're saying it's server side. But it is Call of Duty. But it is Call of Duty. Yeah, so I hope it works for their sake. Sounds like they're going to be leaning on Warzone for the next five years. <laughs> That's just a guess. Until they can find a better way of getting it, getting the cash mm. from our pockets. Yeah, I don't know what to think. I honestly, it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. Um, you know, I think everyone's like, well, why did it take this long? But whatever. At least we're getting it. And people who get Vanguard can get to experience it first. And hopefully it works really good. You know, my only fear is that it comes out and it's not any better than the stuff they had before, but they do seem to be pretty confident in it. At least the wording they use lead me to believe that. Lies. Yeah, probably. But anyway, hopefully it works for everyone. Like I said, I think the PC space needs this the most. And uh, if it's as aggressive as they think it is, then maybe we're finally going to have a better time. But I just assume like always cheaters are going to get better at cheating. So true. Cheaters going to cheat. Disney teases a Star Wars video game announcement for December. This one comes from IGN. Disney and Lucasfilm have teased a Star Wars video game announcement for December as part of the publishing campaign that will reveal a new Star Wars product every Tuesday for the rest of the year. As announced in an article on the official Star Wars website, the companies have launched their Bring Home the Bounty campaign, which will see new Star Wars toys, collectibles, books, apparel, and more revealed on a weekly basis from now until the end of December. 
Chris, they didn't give us any more than that. There's no pictures, no nothing. Just basically telling us, hey, look forward to a, a reveal of some sort. You know, I feel like just based on timing, it's probably only two things. Like I, a lot of people have brought up the Ubisoft open world game that was rumored. I could be wrong, but I just based off that rumor, I don't think that game is going to be that close. So for me, I feel like the two realistic options are either EA has another battlefront they want to show or it's going to be Jedi Fallen Order 2 because that's been a bit as well. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's just we've already kind of seen that reveal of the Knights of the Old Republic remake and they right away told us don't expect anything else for a while. Yeah. So that takes that out. Ubisoft, like I said, I just don't think it's going to be ready. It's Ubisoft. You know, it's going to be a bit too soon for a squadron sequel because they never thought Mm -hmm. it was going to do good in the first place. Exactly. Watch. It's going to be a mobile game and we're all going to just be real thrilled Uh, with that. Don't give them ideas. (laughs) They're listening. They're taking notes like, make it a mobile game. (laughs) He says they can get more microtransaction money. But whatever. Star Wars fans rejoice because they like they absolutely love their star wars content so i mean nothing's ever going to beat the phantom menace so i don't know why they keep trying why like <laughs> come on yeah you you already hit perfection you know you should have left it uh, at, at the high yeah the vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 was almost canceled paradox reveals this one comes from vgc the game that steve has been waiting for for what feels like 20 years it was supposed to be coming this year and guess what it's not so we find out why vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 the upcoming rpg from paradox was almost canceled according to a new interview with the company's ceo frederick wester hold on the game that like they tossed the whole script and fired half the original people that were working on it they almost was canceled in an interview with Wester, he revealed that as Paradox took control of the series from its previous developers, Literally. it almost scrapped the game completely. Uh, this is in quotes. When we lifted the game from the original developer, we had a lifted? long review <laughs> in case we should end the game or run it further, he said. Then we were actually prepared to close the production completely, but we got a pitch that we thought was convincing enough to run, played on, and we have very good hopes that it will be a good game that meets the player's expectations. I'm sorry that that was spaced out weird. That is a very odd quote. Paradox has yet to reveal which studio is now handling Bloodlines 2 development. However, Wester said it has a very reputable and talented developer, which it can't announce for some reason, which leads me (laughs) not... uh, I am not that confident. In February, Paradox said it had delayed Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 out of 2021 and pulled the developer from the studio Hardsuit Labs. Instead, I had chosen to delay the game's release for the second time in six months due to disruptions on development caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but it's probably more likely due to taking development from a developer and having to possibly restart, not to mention all the other firings and layoffs that they've done on top of this. This game is just one of those where there's no way it's going to come out 100% smooth. Um, so I, I still, this is a game I just want to be good. I still want to see released. It's, I don't know. It's a dream at this point, but good Lord, just the problems this game keeps having, uh, not to mention, you know, they're kind of beating around the bush in this entire interview. Uh, but it doesn't, uh, if they're already thinking of canceling with all these issues, I'm surprised it just hasn't been canceled again, unless they're at the point where they just feel like they spent too much money 
to backtrack at this point. It just seems dirty. Just this terminology, when we lifted the game from the original developer. Isn't lifted <laughs> usually a terminology like for stealing? I don't know. <laughs> That's whatever. I never played Corporate. the original. I know it was uh, a cult classic loved. Um, but the dirty things that seem to be happening behind the scenes, it just... I don't think there's any way this game is going to live up to the original. Uh, uh-huh. They've cut too much out of... <laughs> too much, like, not content. Well, content, yeah, but too many people that worked on the original project and it, it's, yeah, it's going to be full of microtransactions and <laughs> crap. Trust me. It's not going to work. Yeah. I, I'd i be interested interested to see when we get our next bit of content from that or actual update and not just mouths moving, but actual visual confirmation that this even exists. Okay. Well, we got through all that. So we're going to go to review roundup. And this week I have three for us, Chris. One of them is a little late, which was Nickelodeon's all-star brawl. Apparently I missed that last week, but I really think that needs to be in there because it's a, it's a very important game to 2021. And I say that almost completely sarcastically. So, on the PS5, Nickelodeon's All-Star Brawl, the Smash Brothers clone uh, with less important characters, <laughs> uh, it got 67 on Metacritic from the critics, uh, zero positive, and uh, nine mixed. So, that's how many people even bothered to review this game, uh, which I think which should hopefully tell some people uh, about it. User scores in as 6.8. Uh, or 68. I think I probably just put a decimal in there. Who knows? Uh, five positive, one mixed, and five negative. So even people don't want to review this game, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think hardcore brawlers are probably uh, not a fan of this one. I, I mean, wa- I watched some gameplay and I was like, you don't want to be SpongeBob and finally get the opportunity to beat the crap out of the stupid Patrick. No, who wants to do that? that just seems I, cool. I do. <laughs> I, I hate Patrick so much. I, he needs to get turfed um so then we go to the more popular back for blood this one also released recently and it is interesting it's also not how it doesn't have a lot of reviews currently which i i'm perplexed by i thought more people were very excited for this game but maybe some people are taking their times because anytime you're dealing with a multiplayer game uh they like to see server and give it time for server improvements so we'll just go with what we got i gave i got a Reviews from Series X and PS5 because they're actually a little bit different. PS5 sitting in 79, nine positive reviews, one mix. This is all critic critics as well. Uh, so, so far seems okay. Then the Series X though, 74, and that's 12 positive, seven mix. So I'm not sure why Xbox has more reviews. Maybe it's just because more people have an affinity for, you know, Left 4 Dead was Xbox exclusive, right? So... I'm I'm assuming that might be it. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, I don't think Chris, you never got this. Uh, I renewed my Game Pass the other day and played it a little bit. It didn't come up on our weekly recap, but because it was barely any. Um, but yeah, I, I turned it on again. They've made some improvements since the beta. Um, it's it's good. It's Left for Dead, just better, I think. This one's going to sound like a three-year-old learning to read for the first time ever, so forgive me for trying to do the pronunciations here. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Hinokami Chronicles. 
uh, came out as well. And on PS5, we're sitting at 71 on Metacritic from the critics. Eight positive, eight mixed. You got a tie, but hey, no negatives. So I can't remember what IGN gave it, but I do remember them talking about the single player story. Not the greatest, but uh, the arena arcade fighter aspects to it being okay. So uh, definitely one of those games you look at and you're like, I wouldn't tell you to pay full price for it, but if it ever goes on sale for 50% off, it might be fun. It might be fun for you and a friend. Right, Chris? Right? You just want to jump into some Demon Slayer? Yeah, you want to get it. It's a really good anime, actually. I kind of still want to watch the movie. Not for me. Okay, that is it for the show. We didn't have any real write-up articles, but I think we got through quite a bit of stuff. You know, I'm looking at our record time, and after editing, you know, we're still almost an hour, so let's let's uh, get to homework. What is homework? Well, homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that came out this week. So we give you the article headlines, where where we got the article headlines, and then you just you go by yourself and you educate yourselves. Isn't that fantastical? Let's start. Chris, I'm going to take the first four and you'll take the last three because we're at odds because <laughs> it's an odd amount of articles this week. Okay. <laughs> Batman themed Haunted Hollows event starts tomorrow in Rocket League. That one comes from Game Informer. Yay, Rocket League. Still a thing. Yakuza like a, <laughs> Yakuza like a Dragon sequel confirmed as series creator Toshi, Toshihiro Nagashi announces departure from Sega. This one comes from Game Informer. Why do I keep having to say these very hard to say names? Toshihiro Nagoshi. <laughs> Live action system shock series in development. This one comes from Polygon. And Fortnite imposters mode inspired by Among Us. Epic Games finally acknowledges. This one also comes from Polygon. Mortal Kombat clip shows Ed Boon spontaneously invent Scorpion's iconic spear. This one's from a destructoid. Andy Circus congratulates people for earning a platinum trophy in Bizarre Unpublished Venom promo. This one comes from GameSpot. Saints Row gameplay shows combat and chaotic cop chases. This one comes from Push Square. I might look that one up. There you go. That is all your homework. That is it for the show. That means we're done. Yes, that is right. We're done yet another Monday. So until next Monday, which I remind you, is not going to be a real episode. It's not going to be a full episode. It's just going to be a list because I'm greedy and I need time off. Uh, it's a, it's a, I always talk about mental health weeks or days. Well, this is going to be mental health. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be mental health week and a half. So until I see you next time, thanks for joining in. Thanks for giving us your most valuable currency, which is your time. We appreciate it. It humbles us. And until next time, goodbye. Sup? No. <laughs> 